2: Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Heat vs. the World Podcast. As always, I'm your boy, Joel, and today we got a great episode for y'all. With us today, we got George, Cheyenne, and Deem, and we coming off of a heat win, so you know we feeling lit right now. You also got the fact that the trade deadline is coming soon, so we got some moves that we're going to see as well. Overall, I feel good right now, but in case y'all missed it, last night the Heat did beat Cleveland, and I'm not going to lie, I was feeling nervous about this game because in case y'all didn't see it, it was kind of up and down for a bit. You know, to start the game off, the Heat were looking pretty bad. It was basically looking like, kind of like a replay of what we saw in that Hornets game where we were just seeing trash basketball, but Miami picked it up late in that first quarter and... After that, it seemed like a pretty close game. Miami had a great second quarter, but then come to the third, things weren't looking right. But then Miami closed it out in the fourth. And overall, it was just a good game to see, you know. especially after that terrible game against Charlotte, especially after we had that not solid winning streak before that. But overall, this is the Miami Heat we're talking about. And we know how much of a roller coaster this team is. But it's just kind of a great thing to see overall to know that we're now continuing to beat these good teams. And it makes you wonder, you know, what potential this team truly has when everyone is healthy, when everyone is capable of doing what we know they're able to do. And, you know, I think another thing is not only that, but once we make those moves in the deadline, but that's going to be another topic that we'll focus on later. But overall, like y'all look at this team and y'all see the wins that they are getting, And, you know, Obviously, it comes with the ups and downs, the one down being, as I mentioned earlier, that loss against Charlotte. But, you know, we'll learn to live from that. Like, I just want to know, like, what's your thoughts about this team? And what do you think, what do you just make of it all together, especially as we near this trade deadline? We'll start off with you, George.
1: I mean, the season together has been um, a mixture of emotions. It started off extremely poorly. We we had some um, high expectations for this team. Walking into the season, we we um we walked out of a po- of a off that was, um, it's definitely quiet. I wouldn't say irregularly quiet because we had the exact same one, uh, just a couple of years ago. But we, we we definitely had our doubts moving in, and they proved the doubts correct, which was very. It's just a sad occurrence. We don't want to see this team lose at the at you know at, at any point in time, but seeing players take step forwards a little bit as well and trying to make it work with what we've got now um has led to some more uh a bit more impressive victories as well we've we've versed some uh, some teams at some bad times for them missing out on their stars as well you know we had that game against um against the pelicans we, we haven't really versed them healthy before that we we got the win there um I, i'm just looking more recently as well the, the game against the celtics was um was impressive but the most impressive win so far for me was definitely the cleveland game that had just passed seeing um seeing some really you know good trends moving up as well caleb played well i'm still not comfortable with him at the fourth spot but he played well bam's just doing bam things he's he's the story of the season for us um for sure jimmy was doing jimmy things so it's all good to see there um the problems with this team lies in its shooting and and its physicality its effort uh the shooting has just been the most abysmal thing i've seen from a heat or heat roster in so so long we're 27th in the league in um Oh, sorry. Twenty-sixth in the league in offense, um, in total as well. Points per game. That's that's considering our field goal percentage as well. Uh, our defense, on the other hand, more recently has taken a turn for the better. Uh, we're the fourth best defense in the NBA, um, overall. And and if you look more closely at the last twenty or so games, we're probably I think we're second, only behind the Cleveland Cavaliers. So seeing us take that that leap forward defensively is really um is good to see because earlier in the season we saw poor rotations. We saw some really um, lackluster play. But that came from all the personnel as well, playing Dwayne Dedman, who's known as one of the worst defensive big men in the entire competition. Seeing him play meaningful minutes really hurt us. Uh, Duncan Robertson being out helped as well. I'm sorry to say Duncan, but your time is up. So um, good trends for the Heat. Hopefully that that's backed up with some, um, some good moves as well. Uh, will it lead to a championship this year? I don't know. I think it's unlikely. But just to see this team move in a better direction would be better.
2: Right. I couldn't agree anymore. But, you know, when you say unlikely, man, I don't know, man. We tweeted this on the Heat vs. account like Um, I Was it yesterday? I don't remember. But we tweeted it not too long ago, man. The energy is hopefully about to shift. So... I don't know. Maybe we could pull the Celtics and this time maybe win the chip. I'm still going to ride with that hope until I see what happens at the deadline. So I, I ain't, I ain't going to give up just yet. So I won't say unlikely until I see what we do at the deadline. So my final verdict for that specifically is still unknown until February 9th. But how about you, Dean? Um. Well, I'm going to say,
3: instead of just saying the last few games for the Heat, this whole last month of January, the Heat have been playing great. I won't say great basketball, but they've been playing better than I expected, and better you no know, previous in previous months in the season. Um, they beat the Bucks twice, even though they you no know, been a couple of shorthanded They've been short-handed, but you know, and they beat Boston, even though they were short-handed. But also, like th- this team has been struggling tremendously on offense, and it hasn't gotten better last night game against cleveland once again it showed but they 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 pulled it out you you got you got a lot of good minutes from uh tyler in the second half he showed up kyle laurie also showed up in the second half scoring only six points but you know it is what it is with with kyle laurie and this team the offensive end has to get better it it has to If, if if you expect to win a championship this season, which I don't think is, is possible, is you know you have to get better in the offense. This is the the worst offense of team in the NBA, and they rank twenty seven. But who cares about them other three three teams because they are taking they are already tanking teams. Miami had to get better on the on the offensive side of the ball, and I don't know if it's a trade out there that's going to help this team, but hopefully it is. Hopefully you know it's somebody out there that can help this team on the offensive
2: side of the ball. Right. And let's see, Cheyenne, you.
1: Overall, I agree with Joel that I think it's looking up. I just tried to check our last 10, no
0: last 15 games. We, we won 10 out of 15. And to me, that is impressive. So that's like the whole month of January. We had 10 wins, 15 or five losses. So, and then our losses were, of course, like random random teams that, you know, it was a good matchup, but low-key we shouldn't have lost. Um, honestly, I don't know about winning the chip at this point. Like you said, that, that'll be for February to, February to decide, but um, I'm definitely impressed, and I'm looking forward to seeing if we'll be able to stay above the 500 line. <laughs> and maybe make it into top five, top four.
2: I agree with that. And let's see, we got K, the homie, jumping in as well. What's on your mind, man?
0: Well, 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 well. Hit <laughs> him, K. Who sounds unshocked? Me. I mean, I think this is what I've been saying all year, man. It surprises me that us, as Miami Heat fans, the great majority of us, start to go bonkers and lose our absolute shh in october in november in december like when the guys aren't playing when they aren't connected when they aren't playing miami heat ball how can you judge them as a miami heat squad i told y'all hang out hang out this is what the miami heat do they don't win games by making shots they don't win games by being cute they win games by shutting people the hell down And that's what they do once they get connected. Y'all sound shocked. Why y'all shocked? It takes time to make a good jump. I mean, a good gumbo. You don't get good gumbo in two days. It takes time. So my thing is this, the Miami heat have never been a team that have overwhelmed you offensively. They've always been a team that they make enough shots. And if the threes are going, then they blow you out, but they're going to win on the defensive side of things. Um, and, That means the games aren't ever going to be pretty, which, you know, unless you're talking big three era, sometimes the Miami Heat have never really won pretty. This is how they've done it. grit, intensity, making tough shots inside the three point line more than often. And when you're talking Jimmy Butler, you're talking about a guy who can get his off anytime he want to. I mean, he did some stuff to Dean Wade last night that made me want to call the police. You hear me? Um, I mean, it's just one of those situations where, you know, you see everything that's being said and you hear it all. Um, and, and, and it's not really any of that. And I mean, of course, you know, we got my guy, George, who want to bring up Duncan. We want to bring up Deadman. Um, and I mean, look, I'm not here to argue that I don't care the heat winning, but it ain't got nothing to do with none of that. They all finally decided to play together. That's the problem. I mean, that was the issue. They play together consistently connected more fluidly every night. That's what they're doing. And that shows up on the defensive end first. If you're missing rotations, if you're constantly fouling guys, if you're looking at the ref instead of looking at your own feet to see where they are, then you're not in the game. And that's what the Miami Heat were doing more often than they weren't in the early part of the season before they just went on, you know, this last little stretch where you mentioned, um, I think what, like you said, they like 10 and five, 12 and five, something like that. Um, that has coincided with consistent health, consistent connectivity, consistently getting down on the side of the ball that makes the Miami Heat, the Miami Heat. And, um, you know, once it all comes together, they can beat anybody. Because in the playoffs, it's about being able to get stops when things slow down. Um, And everybody wants to mention that the Miami Heat haven't beat anybody fully healthy. Well, I mean, doesn't that work both ways? Because I like to add that if you include the fact um, of Jimmy Butler actually being in the game, the Boston Celtics are one and two against the Heat this year. I mean, they beat us in that first, the second game of the season. And then they won the first game without Jimmy Butler. But in the two games since, they've lost. Just a little, you know, tidbits here and there. They also
3: didn't have Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. But that's neither here nor there.
2: (laughs) I mean, you know, I agree with you.
0: Okay, so let me me clap back. So they got Brogdon and Derek White, and they still talking about adding guys and Robert Williams and Al Horford.
3: You know why they continue about adding guys? Because that's how you win in today's NBA but they haven't though bro so explain that But and still have in miami but i i just want to i just want to ask you this question right here k do you think in today's nba in today's in 2023 that the miami can win the championship by gritting and grinding their way through the playoffs
0: i think that in three of i think that in two of jimmy butler's three years they've had just as good a shot as anybody else. They went to the finals in his first year, and if the refs don't spot Boston two games last year, then they beat them and likely beat Golden State. So absolutely, it's the same thing they've done his entire tenure. Why change now? Because the NBA has changed. But like, people have, been, tell- have but people been telling me that the NBA has changed for five years, bro. Like, just because the have, NBA changed, don't mean the Heat have to. Wait.
3: Have you, You've been watching basketball for a long time. I mean, you understand the game, like, in a great shape. You don't think the NBA has changed in the past five years and Miami heat have not changed with the NBA. Yes. We have been, we have been, you know, right up there in the mix of Pat since the Jimmy Butler era and having the best chance of winning the championship, but we have not reached that goal yet. So you don't think that we need to make changes in order to win that champ? Cause I don't, I don't personally think that gritting and grinding the way through is going to help uh, win the championship. I think last year, the reason why we didn't beat Boston and the reason why we didn't play Golden State in the finals is because we didn't have that second score, that go-to option, that second score. That's where we was limited last year. And I it's showing the same thing this year.
1: So, so let, the, go ahead, George. Let me, let me add to that as well. Those are a great words, Dame. I really, I, I was, I'm severely impressed that you brought up half of the shit I was going to bring up as well. Um, I want to talk about the fact that, yeah, the, the, you know, when Jimmy's in, the Celtics are one and two against us. It's 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 a good matchup. It's always going to be a good matchup. The problem is they're first in the, in in the East because they walked into the offseason with a vision to, to to really improve on that team, and that's why they're first in the East, and that's why they're favorites to win the ring coming out of the, you know favorites to come out of the, of the out of the East because they made the right changes. They have, they adapted. The Heat have not adapted. And that's that's been the number one problem with this team is, yeah, we play consistently while, when the team's f- uh, fresh, when it's just come out. Um, but the team hasn't changed in three, four years. Now, you've got players struggling to gel well with each other. And more recently, it's been going a lot better. And and that comes to the fact that we are versing, we versed the Bucks twice without Giannis. And we, we destroyed them. Of course, we're going to destroy them when they're when they're missing the most important player on their team. Um, you know, we versus the Hawks, we lost to them when they when they were healthy. We beat the Pelicans without Zion, without Brand Ingram. We lost to the Mavericks when, when they were healthy. These aren't good trends. The, the, yeah, the wins are coming more recently from teams like this, you know, the Celtics without Jalen Brown. We we had we finally beat the Magic, you know, a, a team that we should have beaten. We lost to the Hornets, a team we should have won. And we we but the first time I've ever been impressed with the win was against yesterday against the Cavs. Because they weren't shorthanded. They were only missing Kevin Love, which doesn't make up anything of their offense or defense, in my opinion. It doesn't make up much at all. That was the first time we've looked at that game and said, you know what, we finally beat a team that we deserve to beat. Like, you know, that we, but that we walked in that game versing a healthy opponent and came out on top. The the problem with this team is the fact that our three point shooting is through the floor. It's through the floor. It is the worst it's been in Heat recent history for a very, very long time. Now, why not adjust? We can't adjust if you've got Tyler Hero shooting 31% from three. You can't have that. You, you can't have that at, at any time. Victor Oladipo, not really known as a three-point scorer, 30%. Cole Larry, 26%. Jimmy Butler, 21%. We can't have that. Max Strus 33%. These are supposed to be our scorers, and they're not scoring. So you have to make moves. You have to adapt. Now, when I look at this team and going against you know, just, just assuming that every team's healthy walking into the playoffs. The chances of us beating a Bucks or a Celtics or a Brooklyn is low. It's very, very, very low. And it's not going to be about the fact that we want it more. It's the fact it's a talent standpoint. The Celtics are just playing out more talented than, than us. And, and their benches are better. We have the worst 30th rated bench in the NBA. And unless you make moves to address, and I'm talking several moves to address that in mid-season, I don't see any of that changing.
0: Okay. Let's take it piece by piece. First of all, I said that when the Miami Heat are shooting, they blow you out. Point blank period. I said that. So I acknowledge that in my spew. I mean, that's what it's been about for the last three years. It's three-pointers and defenses. Go ahead.
3: I'm sorry to cut you off, but let me just say this. We haven't shot the ball well since last playoff. In the last playoff, we haven't shot the ball well since then. And this season is the, is the same is the same thing. So we haven't been shooting the ball well since the playoffs last year. And it transferred into this season.
1: So I mean, I acknowledge all of that. What's your solution, Kay? What's your solution to that problem? I don't have a
0: solution, but shoot or shoot, bro. You you guys are saying blow it up in the middle of the season. No, 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 no. I'm not. Oh, I'm saying that. I'm not saying blow it up. I'm saying well, well, free we'll see, see. Blow it up. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like, the, as you mentioned, there isn't a move out there that's going to flip the philosophy or flip the shooting by itself. Yes. If you add a guy, say, I don't want him because I don't think he's a fix and I don't want to give up anything of value to get him. And if they turn down what the Bucks were offering and. There's nothing out there that I'm willing to give up to get him. But say you add a Jay Crowder who can add to your shooting. He isn't going to change your philosophy. He's going to double down on a strength that you hope comes back along with his addition. Yes, I understand that the shooting has been down, but they still managed to have a similar success off of their defense. And I know that you're hoping not to grit and grind if you can help it, but that is a way that the Miami Heat can win because that is the way that they have won. No, you want your scorers to be more consistent because you guys blitzed me with a lot. And I gave you multiple times to talk in between that. So believe me, I got to get my stuff off here because I got to cover it all. But you, you, the shooting is what it is. That's just been the Miami Heat over the last three years. And when they were playing that Deion, Goran, Dragic, you know, that hodgepodge lineup, even before Jimmy Butler, you saw that starting to take shape. We're going to try to run. We're going to try to play good defense. And we're going to get up a bunch of threes. And then as Jimmy Butler came in, that philosophy just got on steroids. Now, in one side of your mouth, George, you're saying Duncan needs to be sitting. Duncan needs to be whatever, whatever. But Duncan is still arguably the best shooter on the team. That's the first thing. Second thing, if you could move him, then you do that if you're getting something for him. But you don't give away something to move him, especially when what he does is what you guys are complaining about. So and then moving over, you know, to Dean's point to that same light. Well, if you look at it, Dean, since the end of last season coincides when he gave Max all of the minutes. And that's why I pointed to it earlier. It's like I'm not saying that you do to Max what you did to Duncan. I'm saying prior to Duncan breaking his finger in half, you should have been going back to him because he's the best shooter on the team. You're paying him 20 million freaking dollars a season. You can't trade him. And Max is struggling. I'm saying that all of these things are sports and they're cyclical and that you hope they continue to bounce back as we've seen evidence of them doing. Because even if you look in the last few games, guys are making more clutch shots. Guys are rising up and hitting three-pointers more often than not when we need them. Take Gabe Vincent. Take Kyle Lowry, even though he's struggling. He hit momentum shots in the third period yesterday. Take Max Struess, even trying to find his shot again. I'm saying you're seeing those things come back. And the Miami Heat can stick to their core principles of stopping you and not allowing you to score 100 points, which is what they did to the Cavaliers, which is what they did to the New Orleans Pelicans only for the second and third times this season. And everybody wants to mention without Brandon Ingram and Zion Wilson, but hell, they beat the hell out of everybody else in the NBA without Zion Wilson and Brandon Ingram. So what's the problem there? My thing is this, if you know who the Miami Heat are, then you understand that, yes, I need that other stuff to come back. I agree with y'all. I need somebody to step up and be more consistent in the playoffs to help Jimmy Butler out like Kyle Laurie was in game four, game five. But we also knew that the man was spotty, in and out, unhealthy, had did a split towards growing up, so couldn't give us that. Hey, Tyler. Hey, Bam. We're expecting Bam to be better this year because as I've been asking for for three years and everybody's been telling me he's okay, somebody need to pass him the ball. He's finally going to do it his darn self because that's... that's... That's what Bam has the capability to do. So I trust that with that defense, with the renewed shooting, with the renewed connectivity on both sides of the ball, which is not only going to help that shooting be easier, but everything else they're doing. I trust that Bam Adebayo is going to be that second guy. I know what Kyle Lowry can do in big moments. I just need him to let it go. And I trust that once the postseason starts, he's going to do that if he's still there. And I trust that Tyler Hero is going to be Tyler Hero. And that may come with some inconsistency. But I just need you to make sure you're giving me 15 a game. Because I know in two or three or four games, you're going to give me 45. I know that. And that's just who the Miami Heat are. And we have to hope that they can be the best versions of themselves because otherwise you are looking at a blow up because we don't have anything of major value to go out and let's say secure OG Ananobi to, you know, secure a Gary Trent. Not that I want them. I'm just talking about those guys. that aren't stars, but they aren't necessarily role players either, if you feel me.
3: Okay. See now, now I, I was with you especially at the back end, but when you said um, renew shooting and by inserting Duncan back in, Duncan has not been shooting the ball well last year or even this season. He shot the ball a little better this season before the injury. Now, it's a reason why Jimmy Butler and those guys wanted to bench Duncan last year in favor of Max. Duncan has not been that sniper, that quote-unquote sniper shooter since he got paid. And I, I, don't, I don't see it being renewed. I I don't see that happening. Now, you said something about Gary Trent and OG. I just want to make this a really, a really quick point. I think Gary Trent Jr. can help this team out. And I think OG also will tremendously help this team out. Now,
0: I agree on both of those. I'm not sure I'm on willing to those. give up what it will take, I but I do really agree. agree.
3: I agree with you about the Jay Crowder thing. I don't think he helped this team out in no way or shape. I do not want Jay Crowder. I would not – I wouldn't even give up Duncan Robbins from a Jay Crowder because I don't see him helping this team in no way or shape. But it's teams – it's a report that – Dean, just Dean, don't talk team. crazy. Don't talk crazy. I'm, hey, I'm sorry, George. But it's a report that just came out by Shames that said that uh, the Suns, Pelicans, Pacers are trying to make some uh moves to get OG – so you know th- and what that's
0: gonna and and if they and I mean not we gotta let Joel take back over at some point here, I guess. I guess, but <laughs> um if I mean you just gotta imagine if the Suns are the team that walks away with OG, then by some functional mechanism that's gonna include Jay Crowder.
1: Yes, yes. I agree 100%. I don't see how that move makes them any better. They've, they've already got Mikhail Bridges. They don't really need another defensive-minded wing like that, especially one that doesn't score, the, uh, you know, a three-ball okay. high enough level.
0: And this I'm is a neat for- podcast, but I'm going to shoot back at you right there, George. Well... <laughs> uh mikhail has shown you the ability to be able to go out and score for you but he he doesn't do that every game because he's also tasked with guarding the best wing guy well if you bring in an og who can give you just three and d guard the best wing guy hit a couple threes hit the boys for me maybe that frees up mikhail to be more of an offensive force
1: i'm saying a lot of ifs and, and going back to the heat as well I understand that I appreciate your you you know your your undying love for the for the Miami Heat. I, and it's shared by me. It's shared by a lot of us. As I well. Say what I see. I just want to say that because you pay me like yeah. I'm just speaking. I'm not paying my you as anything. I'm I'm saying, i I just want to make I sure what I'm, saying. I'm saying I saying what used what I to see. try and roll you up and get you angry about certain stuff. I understand where you're coming from. I do. Thoroughly, I do. And I and I love I love the 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 grit and the tenacity of the Miami Heat. I always have that's what, what drew me to the to the franchise when I was um, you know, but 11 years old or whatever, I think it was like even younger than that when I started watching the Heat. Um, and I love them so, so dearly. And that's why I, I struggled to, 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 you know, sit here and not get visibly upset about certain stuff like that. Look, we've already made mistakes in the past, like with the Duncan Robinson contract. We can't go back and, and re- redirect those. That's why a lot of people have moved off from that. If I'm looking at the team as it, as it is now with Carl Lowry, I'm saying like, I'm sick of waiting and trying, you know, putting my hope into wild cards and stuff like that and not having a bit more of a sure thing. When I look at Tyler Hero and, and, and coming into the playoffs as well is what we're all hoping for to have, you know, saying, do we have a healthy Kyle Lowry? And for me personally, I don't think that's going to happen. You haven't seen, you've seen him struggle to move up and down the court freely. And that's what's stopping his shot as well. You know, it's, it's the fact that he's not integrating himself in the office as he should be. You know, shooting the ball wise, passing the ball, he's still not been that bad. He's still he's he's still probably medium in that sense. I think he was um eighty third in total um uh, assist assist sorry potential assists and everything like that. He's still passing the ball at a good level. I don't I don't want to sit here and say he's completely useless and and, and garbage and stuff like that because at the, at the end of the day, he's what we've got to work with. <gasps> I'm shocked.
0: I know. hundred percent
1: I know. Agree with. Like you. I said, if there's a move out there to get him off the team, I would take it in a heartbeat. At the end of the day, his legs are cooked. He is cooked as a player. But I, I still think there's some salvageability if you can hold in there as well. Not just to look at, uh, you know, for this playoff wise, he becomes an expiring deal next year, which becomes even more useful. Um, if you're looking at that, but thirty million dollars to do what he's done now is nothing short of pathetic. It's pathetic. It's really, two, really pathetic.
0: Two prongs on this, and then we can move on if you guys like to look, man. Um, I don't think – I I think there's a lot worse than you can do for Kyle Lowry. So my thing isn't – just like it with Dwayne Dedman, it isn't an undying love for them as much as I'm saying, what are you going to be able to move that for and visibly do? If you're just moving it hoping to do better, I don't want that because you're sacrificing too much as far as continuity, chemistry, and what you've seen him be able to do for an unknown situation. Now, there's something that is even – 70% certain because nothing is 100%. Let's all acknowledge that. But even if there's something 70% certain, sign me up. But that isn't out there. And I think that's what I look at, you know, with a lot of trades, even when you mentioned um, Duncan Robinson. Like I didn't want Tyler Harrell with Donovan Mitchell because I didn't know what Donovan Mitchell would look like here. But I would have bought into that because that meets that 70% threshold. Not that I'm rehashing that, just bringing that back up to making an example. And then, secondly, man. Um, When it comes to Kyle Laurie, I think that a little bit of his problem is associated with Tyler Hero. Now, hear me out here. Tyler Hero is so inconsistent at times that it puts Kyle Laurie in a spot where he doesn't know. Now, maybe he just needs to come out and say, screw all that. I'm going to go for mine. But then that prevents Tyler from possibly going for his. So that's something that I think needs to be worked out. And if Calor is every game going to concede to Tyler, then we have to put some of the onus on Tyler there too. Like, yo, you got to be more consistent as the number three so that number four, five, six, and seven know how they need to operate. Because if they just step on your toes and you can't operate, then that's going to be a problem with you. And I mean, I know we you know, don't want to look at it as like people – you know, in roles and all that. We want to just say, go out there and figure it out. But those are things that we have to consider as well. Because, I mean, yo, if you're saying he's not moving the same, cool. All right, bet. But there are situations where I watch Kyle Laurie pass up a shot that he 100% takes in prior years to get another guy a look or to get another guy a touch. And that bothers me. All
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. You know, I didn't know if anyone was gonna add after that. So um man, we that w- we only in like one topic and we already 30 minutes in this thing. That's crazy, man. But um at the end of the day, I'm just gonna say it like this before we move on to the next topic. Um and I'll and I'll make it quick. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place the same game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. And, you know, the Heat playing the Knicks. And, you know, obviously I'm going to ride with the Heat no matter what because I'm taking Bam over Randall. I'm taking Jimmy over whoever. And I'm taking Tyler over RJ Berry. I'm taking the Heat over the Knicks any day. So that's the place that you can put your money on. I strongly believe the Heat will get the job done against New York. And with that being said, download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. And new customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. A minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And it is void in Ohio for any of our Ohio people that is listening to this pod right now. Aside from that, that's basically it from my end. And now it's time for this next topic, and it's about none other than the NBA trade deadline. As I said before, the trade deadline is looking kind of big for the Heat because as much as I love this team, I feel like we can all kind of agree on the fact that this team needs to make a trade, all right? Like we believe we're always going to believe in the squad and we'll always hope that they can some way somehow win the championship. However, when you look at this team, you know, no matter how much games they win, I feel like they still need to make a move or two if they want to actually legitimately compete for a championship. So I want to ask you guys, like, what are some trade targets that y'all have in mind for the Heat? You know, what are those moves you feel like the Heat need to make in order to be that championship contending squad that we honestly hope they can be? So let's see. We'll start off with you, Deem. Um,
3: I, I don't think – I'm just going to be quite frankly honest. I don't think it's a player out there available that's going to put this team over the hump into championship contending. But it is a player. It is two players who I do like out there, and one is OG and Anobi, and the other one is Kyle Kuzma. Um, I I, I really like the addition of Kyle Kuzma because I think he can help that this team on the offensive end. He can do he he can do a, a lot of unique things that this offense hasn't had since Chris Bosh, but at at the four position. I'm sorry, since that four position. That that's my trade target. Um, I'm not a huge fan of John Collins. I'm I'm not a I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a fan at all of Jay Crowder. Um, If you can, it, like, I don't. There's not a lot of guys who are. A lot of teams are drooling over on this team. Maybe Tyler Hero, but we all know Miami's not going to trade him. Bam, bio We all know Miami's not going to trade him. And Jimmy Butler, we all know Miami is not going to trade them three guys. I mean. Does the team really want a Duncan Robinson who's coming off a, a had broken finger who hasn't been shooting the ball great?
0: I said yeah. that at the beginning, bro. That tanked this trade value. It was over once he broke yeah. that
3: finger. I mean, does the team really want a, a old beat down Kyle Lowry? I, I, I just, it's not a lot of like, we doesn't have, we don't have any sexy players that a team would want. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, what are you talking about? I, I mean, I, I think I said it, this team is not, has not, no, They don't have eye candy. Like it's not a lot of eye candy on this team that teams will want. So I'm, I'm really, yeah, I'm not optimistic about the trade deadline, but it is what it is. But I, the guys who I would like is Kyle Kuzma and OG that they're my top targets.
2: All right. All right, so, you know, at least you mentioned a couple targets you think the Heat could get. Uh Let's see. How about you, Kay? What's on your mind?
0: What are some targets you think the Heat could go after? Yeah, man, I'm i of that mindset that Dean spoke of. Like, I don't think there's a, like, because I don't think there's a target out there, quote, unquote, available. Um, You know what I'm saying? I say that because you can always entice guys, but, like, we're not moving any of the guys that would take the move. To entice anybody, also as Dean mentioned, so it's like you know I don't think there's a move out there that you overexert yourself for to go out there and make, especially not Jay Crowder as we've always been mentioning. But I'm 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 more of a fringe guy, man, and I do lean in that four range because I feel like we have production and I and I point back to the Cleveland game last night. Um, a big reason why we won that game was because of, because of Caleb Martin. Um, and what he was able to do on the glass, especially versus the two big guys that, you know, Cleveland Cor- Corley goes with. Um, if you look at the Miami Heat rebounding situation, they all rebounded them 45 to 39. Um, Bam Adebayo had 11 rebounds, but the only other guy that hit the Bulls in double digits for the Miami Heat was Caleb Martin with 10. So, you know, he gives you production when he's healthy, and the thing there will be able to keep him healthy, keep him fresh, keep him spry, so he can do that for you more than he can't. So i say you add a guy to that rotation um, because you're not going to get one of those top-end guys. And even, like I said, OG is one of those fringe guys who's not really top-end, and I've always said that. People try to make him a star, but he ain't never been like that, like that. Um, you know, he's one of those fringe guys, not quite a star, not quite a role player. Cal was a star, um, but I think it's going to cost too much to get him from Washington. So I look at a guy that I've been looking at for a long time. There's actually a couple of guys I've been looking at for a long time, man. And we've never been connected to him. There's never been any associated mention. But I just don't know why when you look at how the Miami Heat are built with Bam Adebayo um, at the five. You look at a guy like Dario Saric out there in Phoenix, man. A guy with size. He isn't the most defensively, you know, sound. But he's a guy with size. He's a guy that can help you on the boards. He isn't a stiff. He can shoot the three. um, And he can just help you produce, man. Um, I've always liked him. And I've always liked Chemezi Metsu out there in Sacramento. Like, they're letting that guy rot. And maybe you guys have heard me mention it. Maybe I've mentioned it here before, but he's another guy. He's athletic. He has size. He can help you on the boards. He's actually a willing defender. He can shoot it enough. I'm just thinking about a four guy that can come in and give you depth there, but can also do some of that big stuff that takes some pressure off of Bam while he roams around. A guy that could block a shot or two if you just stick him by the rim and say, hey, get that weak side shot, not because you're a great shot blocker, but because you're big. Um, and this last guy, if they do truly have a fire sale in Charlotte, and I've mentioned him several times this year because he's been a double double machine, and they mentioned it on the broadcast the other day, Sunday, um, about his resurgence. Now, hell, if you think I'm gonna say PJ Washington, you you nuts. Um, okay. you. I like Plum Dog. I like Plumley. You know I what? Think, I think Plumley could play beside Bam. I uh, you know what? I'm not I'm not too
3: mad about that. I, I like that better than, than your first option. I'm going to be I'm going to be honest. I like
0: that. Benefit. Well, I was just throwing those out because those are attainable options, you know, two second rounds of future protected first. But if we're going to make a move like I think but I don't think that we'll have enough to get Plumlee is what I'm saying. And that's why I saved him for last, because right now Plumley's a first round pick. It might be, you know, 17 to 30, but you're going to give a first round pick to get Plumlee now because he's been really good this year. Double, double machine. He's been, he's, yeah, he's been he hasn't been bad.
1: And
2: let's see, George, what about you? You got any moves of your own you want to see the heat, me?
1: I've got plenty. Plenty, plenty, as I have Get had him, so George. much time. So much time to sit here and think about and contemplate. Fire the trade machine up. There's just so many. Get and him, it Make me so excited. Shout out to Hot Take Harry as well from the basement. He's been the one giving me so many ideas as well. Alex Sheltman as well. They've been fantastic because we've brainstormed about this for months. For months. I'm going to go with a small... A medium and a large option. Okay, that's what I'm going to go with. Just like McDonald's
0: option. of trades here.
1: It is beautiful, <laughs> and we can go super size even after that as well. Um, with the small option, okay, and it's a, it's a simple deal. It works well for both teams. The Miami Heat have made it very clear that they are not willing to dive into the tax for this team. They 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 like they used to like the blueprint. They've seen flaws in it. They're not about to invest more in a team that they don't think they don't believe could really. you know fight for a championship they're not about to add that that other star player you know by diving into the tax it's just not going to happen they've made that abundantly clear the small option for me would include carl lowry and a heavily protected first round pick maybe even two seconds if they would allow it to the los angeles clippers who have a need for a point guard for marcus morris senior and robert covington two players whose, whose salary matches Perfectly to Kyle Aries and are both expiring deals as of next year. They will, be, you know, they are perfect, and you can trade those deals. I think they might be expiring this year or next year. I'm not Damn too you, sure. you, George! I like it. It's it's beautiful. You know why? Because you get two very very normal contracts that you can move if needed, and also they give they are expiring as of next year. I've just had to double check that. They're both expiring as of next year, and they're two players that I look at and say, you know what, they could walk in, and they are spo type guys, Robert Covington and Marcus Morris, both give you offense at a good level, a serviceable level, and both can play the four, which would allow Caleb Bunn to slide back to the the backup three spot, which he is born and bred to do. He is perfect for that spot. He is an in-and-out small forward. And I love don't get me wrong. I love seeing Caleb minutes, and I love what he did yesterday. But we cannot consistently hope on that. We're not going to see many other four or five from three shooting games from Caleb Martin, Even though I would die for that every single game, but I would love it to see him run with that second unit and to get more run. But that's that that deal makes sense for both teams. They get their point guard. We get two serviceable stretch fours, sort of thing, maybe threes and fours for, for Spo to to really search how he wants to, to get that rotation going. Now, for the median option, I was looking at players like P.J. Washington. Um, I would I would definitely avoid players like John Collins. We need shooting. And John Collins does not give us that. It is He's exciting, but he's not a shooter by any stretch of the imagination. P.J. Washington and the Plumlee deal, I like that. And that would probably involve, you know, salary matching of some sort as well. The Carl Kuzma one I was looking at, you know, he's a star. He is a star. But Washington, as of late, have been one of the best teams in the NBA. They really have. They've had one of the best months. You know, they've flown so under the radar. So if they are going to move a guy like that, they've got to be really willing to to move off their current project and trajectory with the Porzingis, you know, the Beal Porzingis, Dinwiddie, and um, and and Karl Kuzma. They've still got good pieces there. Now the big option is the OG Adenobi trade. I think that would be perfect. He, he is he screams heat. He's sick of the cold. Get him out of Toronto. He's so tired of that weather, and he's tired of that team. So is Pascal Siakam, you know, very, very much, very tired of that team now. In terms of asset management, the Heat have a ton of uh, players coming off contracts this year. In, in players like Gabe Vincent, Max Strus, and if you're not going to pay these guys, which I don't think I'm, if, if I'm being serious, if my if Max Strus comes up to me and says I want 11 million dollars a year, I'm telling him to hit the road. Well, wait, f- wait, 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 wait. You wouldn't pay? No, Max Strus 11 million dollars? Absolutely not. And nowhere close to it. He is. Wow. He had two of the worst back-to-back months I've ever seen from a Heat player.
0: Yeah, I One agree. I wouldn't have paid up eleven million before the no. slump, and it's because he don't consistently go to his second-level stuff. I've always put him somewhere in that range of seven to nine safely. Um, I said six seven. To nine. Yeah, I, I think Perfect. seven to nine safely. Um, but you know, th- there's chatter out there, and I won't say anything for sake of protecting the privacy of some people I know, but there's chatter that there's a team willing to give him and you know Gabe what they want. But continue, George. I mean, I yeah. want to keep Gabe. If if Gabe, Gabe. Oh, if Gabe will take anything eight or less per Gabe can yes. say. Perfect. No, wait, wait, wait. Perfect. Eight, would eight y'all or less
3: Gabe perfect. Would, no. would, y'all, would y'all be no. willing to pay Gabe no. 11?
0: No. No. I would pay Gabe, I would pay Gabe eleven on the first year, but after that, he's gonna have to meet me. Because okay. Gabe do got potential to be a starter, and I recognize that. And Gabe's two-way, and he can hit big shots. So that's why I have to meet in the middle there, George. But on average, I want to be right around eight, eight and a half to make him happy. But no, Max can take a hike.
1: Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that as well. And I love yeah. Max. This isn't Max Slander. I'm just no. saying we can't afford to pay him Max. that. That's
0: why I just I'm want acting. to put that out there. I'm making sure to cover that. Like, no, Max. Like, I just can't pay you that. I would be willing to
3: pay the,
1: million? the quicker that this Miami Heat organization can move away from their undrafted, uh, f- whatever you want to call it, fetish or whatever it is, I, I uh, it is, it is so annoying. You know why? Because at the end of the day, talent wins championships. Absolutely. Talent does win championships. If you Get look at the it, last bro, time he won a championship. Who were we playing? Chris Bosh, lottery pick yeah. fourth. We had we had Dwayne Wade. We had LeBron James. We had Ray Allen. These are star Mike the, Miller. Mike, Mike Miller, Shane Battier was in the first Keep year. Keep going, George. North yeah, that's, pole, a, that's what I was Trump. about to say though, because yeah.
0: even if you look at the rest of them, though, it's still a bunch of ragtag guys. But I, do, I, I, I defer. No, but it, it, but it,
1: these were
3: these were great contributors. Even even down to Mario Chalmers. Yeah, right. like but we started. And I plays. get
0: that. I get that. But okay, let's look at it like this. And I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you because, like, I've always seen it as you know the Heat put their core guys out there, then a bunch of guys. But you guys make a point. We're not just talking about undrafted guys here. We are talking about guys that at one time were primetime guys. Yes. I mean, and I see that. I'm looking at them as being minimum guys at the time. So I'm going to concede and say, I'm not right. You're not wrong. I see the point you're putting down there. You
1: do have a Duncan point. was D3 high school to college, Where the hell that was. He was terrible. Like, he, he had the flukiest of years, two years, but he was playing fantastic basketball. That's why he got paid. But that's, but that's the thing. We have learned since then the very valuable lesson of not overpaying for shooters. It's not the way, it's not the groove, it's not the way we want to get down. It's just, it can't happen. We cannot be falling back into old methods and habits. That's that's what I was saying with, with. that's why I was so hesitant to make the same mistake on, on Max Struess, because while he is a good shooter and he has that potential to become a really good shooter, you're not going to pay him that money. So if you're not going to pay him that money, absolutely packaging him up and send him away at the trade deadline, because you're going to get something back for him. And that's what you preach about, Kay, a lot as well getting something back that's worth the player. You don't want to give up, you know, Duncan for nothing. You don't want to give up Carl Larry for nothing. You know, sometimes you got to bite the bullet. We did that with Josh McRoberts and uh, Ryan Anderson. You know, that, that was hard. That, those years were horrible. They were hot because you look at the salary cap and you see for the next five years, you're paying $5 million stretched, you know, $20 million oh, that's stretched. That's and it's horrible. And I, agree. And and I just an want to make ugly... it sound
0: like I'm not looking at getting a dollar for a dollar. I Just yeah. don't if we can get anything 55 cents exactly and above, right. it's just like for me right now with Duncan and even with Kyle Laurie, like there's no way we would get 50 cents on a dollar,
1: exactly right. And you're gonna no, look but- at the bigger overall picture, you're gonna very quickly then you look at the bigger, bigger overall picture as well. Bama Adebayo has come out recently and has really put adamant to the fact that he wants stars on this team. He does. He's they were asked about um the Donovan Mitchell recruitment. He goes, I didn't recruit him to this team, you know, and they go they asked him about his ability to, to, to get players. He goes, if there's a players out there that, that can actively help this team win a championship, he goes, I will always reach my hand out and, and ask for that. I will always do that. But he has been very upset recently with the with the trajectory of this team, with the fact that I don't think he likes Kyle Lowry very much. I'm not going to lie. I think yeah, there's a lot I of players with, on that team, not I named agree. Jimmy Butler, that, that do not well, like him. Those guys got, they, I wouldn't say a, a
3: fight or argument, but those guys had some, you know,
1: but well, it's a legitimate beef.
3: That's kind the organization. That, that last night going to the bench? I don't know if y'all guys caught that. Who? Uh, yeah, no, I saw. It. I, saw it. Uh, I, I won't Larry. say I won't say they don't they hate each other or they don't you know. But, no, I, but I
1: don't. No, I don't think they want to be like, on the same team as each other.
3: He's that high yeah. on Kyle Lowry?
1: Definitely not. Yeah, yeah definitely not. Okay, now Trish, my take.
0: I think they just want to win so bad that he expecting Kyle Lowry to be. Kyle Laurie. And to that point, I did yeah, but, see that report hey. that you saw, Joel. I mean, George. Uh, I'm going to let you get out, Dame. I want to respond it. I just want to say this real quick. I don't know if I read it that same way. I read that as, okay, I'm getting to the point where I'm getting sick of it. I'm going to start. And there is another point to think of that. Well, why didn't he reach his hand out to Donovan? But anyway, go
3: ahead, Dave. My bad. No, I just have to say this because everyone's saying they expect Kyle Laurie to be Kyle Larry, but let's be honest: who is Kyle Lowry? Like, like, who, like, let's be honest: like, who is he? I, he's he a guy never that guy is- high in Toronto until Kawhi Leonard came. He they always flamed out, and he was the leader of the offense, the leader of that team. I was never high on Kyle Lowry. I did not want this guy whatsoever on this team. But here we are. I was. I'm. I'm just saying. I don't know why he fans expect Kyle Lowry to be this the savior. And he was going to be the N-R-B-R and get us over that hump. And he has championship pedigree. And he's just this, like, I just don't understand. But he was I all heard. those things.
1: He was all those things. He had championship pedigree. He he was a point guard. We needed a distributor. He could have been that. But he injuries go. and age has, got, has gotten the better of him. That's the problem. And I'm In not going to refute age.
0: anything you said, Dean. Like, even when you look at the DeMar DeRozan years, no, he wasn't the number one option. But he was a guy you could count on, as George mentioned, to be your floor general he was going to come up make a miss every game and take 10 of those transition threes and though he was only going to make 4 he or 5 of them the,
3: of the fact playoffs for me, Kay. he flamed um, out too much he, bis- he no, disappeared No, I, he up no, I the playoffs I, for me in Toronto. And though Toronto- now
0: I will say this, I won't go as far as to say he disappeared. Will I say that he stepped up in a lot of those games to be the best player? No, but he wasn't expected to be and I think that's the thing that I'm saying about here in Miami. No, I'm not disagreeing or few anything you're saying, Dave. What you're saying is 100% true. And I just want to make sure I'm laying the foundation of that as I say everything I say. I just think that we're expecting, if you're that same, even if you weren't the best player on that team, the number one option, if you're 80%, of that guy that you are in Toronto, with Jimmy Butler being Jimmy Butler, with this Bam Adebayo being this Bam Adebayo, which he started to show us a little last year. You can point to the Brooklyn game. You can point to a couple more games. He just still didn't do it consistently enough until this year. Um, And if Tyler Hero, like I said... It's coming in, giving you, you know, that 15 is what I need minimally a night. And I know people think that's low, but 15 go a long way when Jimmy's gonna get you 25 and Bam's gonna get you 20 and everybody else gonna splice it in. Cause like I said, there's gonna be three or four games, two or three minimally, where Tyler gets you 45. But what Wait, I'm saying he, is I giving you 45. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the playoffs against the uh in the playoffs against Boston a couple years ago, he went stupid. He's had a three-game stretch this year already where he went for like what 35, 40, and then almost 50 right? Am I tripping? Or like, has Tyler done that already this year? he did.
1: did. No, he did that. He did.
0: Oh, okay. I I thought I was tripping. Anyway, so um, I I know what I was saying, Dam. I just want to make sure you was paying attention. Um, Basically, bro, I just think that if we got that Toronto, Kyle Lloyd, where he came up and made the defense play him, his job ain't to be the best player or to be the best score. His job is just to make everybody's job easier. And right now, he's because I don't blame that.
1: I just want to I just right, want to and that's week. what
0: I was about to say. I don't think because he's been enough of himself that he's not doing that. I agree there.
1: I just want to finish that segment really quickly as well. Just want to finish my segment that was absolutely Joe. Sorry to cut you thing. off. No, that's all good. It's all good. Um, the, pro- the I'll add on to that and, and cap that off quickly. The reason why people expect so much from Carl Lowry is because we paid him to do that. Now, now that's not a Carl Lowry problem. That's a front office problem. We we look at the stats and we look at what he's done. Yeah, and he's not expected to be the best player on the, on the team. But when you're getting paid thirty million dollars to do something, you better damn well you expect that you you should be doing that well. And he's not. That's why people have looked at him and looked at that Tyler contract and said the exact same thing until he was playing really well before the injury. Now, granted, it was against very, 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 very weak opponents. It was OKC, it was Indiana, and it was another team like that without their stars. But that's what people were like. We just want to see the consistent version of it. We want to see him do that against the Brooklyn Nets, against Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. We want to see them do that against the, um, you know, the, the Boston Celtics. The, the large option I was going for as well is a lower market and the team in Utah that's looking to tank. They're looking to not win games. They, they aren't. Now, uh, given his, his recent play, he's definitely you know uh, expected to be an all-star this year. And it's going to be an extremely high price tag. That's why he's a large option as well. I just want to see this team make the right move and, and for their future as well. If they want to shed cap, do it properly. If they want to go all in, try it out. Do something, for the love of God, stop sitting there like a squirrel. that You know, a dead squirrel in the middle of the road. I just I don't want this anymore. But we will see what's going to happen with that team.
2: All right. So,
1: you know, it's nice to see all y'all chiming in with y'all takes. You
2: know, the trade deadline is gonna be crazy and we could talk about it all day, really, but we are gonna have our trade deadline special pod um next Thank Wednesday, you. the day before the trade deadline. So trust me, it's gonna be a fun one come then. But now we gotta quickly walk away from the trade topic and talk about Bam at a bio because as this pod is being recorded. Tomorrow, February 2nd, NBA on TNT, they're going to come out and they're going to announce who's going to be the NBA All-Star Reserves. So with that being said, because we're already deep into this pod, we're going to make it quick. I'm going to give each and every one of y'all 45 seconds, quickly explain why Bam Adebayo should be the All-Star that he definitely deserves to be, and just go from there. So we'll get started right away okay you're up first man the minute you start your time starts now
0: i knew you were gonna do that he always hawking me tyler hero i'll play donovan mitchell last night but i'm gonna get away from that um Bam Adebayo should be an all-star, two-way supremacy, perennial defensive player of the year. I wrote it a year ago, and I've been saying it for three years. When he's consistently aggressive, he's a top 15 to 18 player in the league. So when you're talking about a top 15 to 18 player in the league overall, you're talking about a top three defensive player in the league, arguably the best defensive player God. Everybody will protect your realm, will stop his mama from getting in the paint if it means winning the game. That guy's an all-star, and if he ain't, throw the whole thing away.
2: All right. I like that. You still have 17 seconds left. Right, I see you. So how about you, Dean? What's on your mind?
3: Uh, I'm not even going to use my whole 45 seconds on Bam. Yes, Bam should be an all-star because he is one of the best centers in the NBA. He's the top three center in the NBA. What I'm going to use my 45 seconds on is this. Tom Brady just retired today. All great things got to come to an end. It's a man that's in the Miami Heat front office who is great. But maybe it's time for him to retire. Oh my today, God! All great things does have to come. Joe, you better stop oh him, man! Lord.
1: You better nice.
2: stop
3: him,
1: Joe. <laughs> man, I say let, him him. let him cook. Let him cook.
2: Come on, man! Come on, we could we could have really pushed the damn agenda right. You there.
0: just asked for another forty-five minutes. No, I'm joking. I'm joking.
2: Troy <laughs> <ahead. Karma> O'Reilly. <laughs> all right, you know what? But George, how about you? Your forty-five seconds start the minute you start talking.
1: Bam, reset a bio, is the perfect player except for his three-point shot, which he's working on, by the way. I hope to God he can start shooting them soon. He is has taken such a leap this year to become a focal point of the offense, something we didn't think was going to be possible because we've been asking for and begging for it for years. You know, it's in the three-point shot still isn't there, but he's, he's become a really consistent NBA player, uh, you know, offensive NBA player. He leads the league in points in the paint. He leads the league in points in the paint. He is top five in scoring in the fourth quarter. He is an absolute animal on de- on defense. He, and Nick Claxton, who? Brooke Lopez, who? He has proven the doubt is wrong time and time and time again. He's done it all the time. And I'm so proud of him. He deserves to be an all-star. He's he, he, he His stats show it. His impact on the team shows it. And there's no player in the center position in the entire NBA, I would take over Bam bio to start a career with. I swear to God, I'm, to him talk- I'm taking him over the, those, you know, those guys as well. He is the third.
3: Ter- seconds right now. That's it. His 45 seconds is Yo, up. I love
1: Bam, but <laughs> I don't know about if I love him that much. No, I love him that much. I've, I'm starting. A, if I'm starting an organization looking for a center, I'm looking at Bam Adebayo. Yes, sir. Well, that's another is- podcast. Another deserves- 45 minutes. Yeah. Is- I want to deserves- add that. I also want to add that
0: at least nobody's cooking the books with Bam either. Listen, oh, no. no, no, no. I want to add that I said Bam
3: will be an All-NBA player this year. He's going to make an All-NBA team. So, yes, sure. I do need Bam to make the all-star. And make
1: sure you yeah. tune in this Saturday. K and Dean Biscayne game breakdowns coming back. It's going to come back in a big way. They're going to be arguing. It's going to be beautiful. We're going yes, to sir. expect big things. It's going to be a great show. Joel, wrap us up. All
2: right, got y'all. So we, Man. <laughs> all right y'all so quickly we gotta go into this final topic heat versus Knicks. we already talked about this earlier in that promo we did so i just gotta hear it from y'all what's y'all takes for heat versus Knicks? what are y'all expectations we'll start off with you george
1: <sighs> the philadelphia 76ers the brooklyn nets the nuggets you know, not even the Nets, the Celtics. These are all teams I hate, but no team trumps my hate of the New York Knicks. A team with fans so cringe, it'll make you cry. I am so over that team. I hate them. I don't like what they're doing. You know, I, I like, you know, don't get me wrong. Uh, for Brunson has been fantastic for them. Great addition. They finally got someone. It took them like six years to sign someone that I actually wanted. So it's good to see him. Um, Besides that, we should be destroying them. I hate the Knicks. Okay, Julius Randle. You know we always hear these chatters every year. It's always the Siakam com- um, conversation. It's always the Julius Randle situation. When you know he's better than Bam in what in this way, in that way. We had the Q- few years ago. Has Julius? Has Chris Bosch ever truly been better than Julius Randle? The disrespect from that organization is disgusting. Go out there, he handle your business. Destroy them.
2: I couldn't agree anymore, man, because obviously y'all hear from George. Like the Knicks just burned his butter, so you know, let's go out there and let's get that win. How Sorry about I ever
1: do that again? <laughs> that was hard. Nah, man, I feel
2: like it was a little okay, but um, let's see, K, how about you?
0: Hey, look, man, I think it's pretty simple. Um. Playoff Jimmy Butler is playoff Jimmy Butler because he's motivated. And I'm not saying we got to see that now, but the worst thing for any other team to see is a motivated Jimmy Butler for any reason. Um, I've said this time and time again for the last three years. He like Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat are the Boston Celtics is kryptonite. So that type of thing exists there, but outside of them, the worst thing that any other NBA team can see is a motivated Jimmy Butler. And I think that's what it will be going into the garden. Um, you know, we need this win that the a team directly below us in the standings last night after they lost to the Lakers and after we beat Cleveland. But I bet you nobody's talking about them losing to the Lakers. I mean, well, they did have LeBron and Anthony Davis in the lineup, but yeah, who cares? Either way, um, we're gonna go in there and handle our business too, man. I, I definitely see a win, especially off the back of this latest win against Cleveland, right? And how about you, DM?
3: Um, there's only a few teams that I hate more than the Boston Celtics, and the Knicks are one of them. But I'm I'm actually excited about this game tomorrow um, against the Knicks. I I, I think the Knicks and the Heat are like neck and neck when it comes to talent wise, but I think coaching wise is not even close. But um, I'm actually really excited tomorrow the game in the Garden. I expect a big game tomorrow from Bam Adebayo. He's going to lead all players in total points tomorrow
2: night. Mark my words. I love that. I love it. And, you know, I love how we all on the agenda of screw the Knicks. So I love that. And for me personally, I see another win for the Heat. You know, yesterday they were able to get an encouraging win over the Cavs. And hopefully they can keep that going by winning this game against Cleveland. And, you know, we'll see what happens in that next game against Milwaukee. Because I know this, well, it's a four-game road trip. But we're going to act like that Charlotte game never existed. And focus on yesterday's game, tomorrow's game, and the game after that. Like this next, these three games specifically, you know, being on the road like this, I know it's a little tough for Miami, but you know, I have faith in this team and we'll see what happens. Cause then after that Bucks game, they got four days of rest. And then, you know, I think one day left until the trade deadline, I believe. So they got enough time to see what they got to see. then get on the phone and make whatever calls that they got to make. But aside from that, that's basically about it. So thank y'all so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Heat vs. The World Podcast. Make sure to follow me at JoelKJacob underscore. Make sure to follow George at XHeatLifer. Make sure to follow K at K underscore said underscore kid and make sure to follow deem at b l d e e m and um you can follow all of us on twitter make sure make sure to follow he versus the world on twitter as well at hvtw podcast on all platforms and make sure to subscribe to the youtube channel as well aside from that that's basically about it but we got so much projects heading our way we're coming back with the biscayne breakdown like george mentioned earlier it's going to be dropping their first episode this Sunday, so I can't wait for that. And we got Culture Shock with a potential project dropping very soon. Y'all heard Cheyenne earlier. Make sure to follow her on Twitter at Kardash Cheyenne. And then also, we got more projects. I can't come out with it just yet, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut until then. But it's going to be fun. So let's go heat. Let's see what the heat does, and it's going to be a fun, you know, next couple of weeks. So... Let's buckle up, Heat Nation, because I know it's probably going to be nerve-wracking seeing if the Heat do a move or not, but in Pat, we trust. So let's do this. Aside from that, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in to today's episode of the Heat vs. The World podcast. And until next time, hit my music because we out. Thank you for listening, and we'll
1: see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World Podcast.